Hello, everyone, and welcome to Part-Time Nerds, Full-Time Dance. I'm Mike Ladman. And I'm not Chris Blonsky. Oh. Uh, and we're not... We're a dad and a mom who also happen to be nerds. We certainly aren't experts, but we're open to sharing experiences with other nerdy dads out there, I guess, and moms as well, and the interest of keeping our kids alive, or in this case, kid... Well, this one is child, because there's only one that we're talking about today. Yeah, that's why I said... We can make stuff up about Ben, if you'd like. Okay, let's do that. Ben has 20 teeth. Well, hold on, no, hold on. (laughs) Hold on. And he grew a third eye. Okay, well, let's start with... We've got to start this normally. So, Chris is in here. Chris is in Mexico with with his family, including his brother and their child and his sister-in-law and all that stuff. They're celebrating a year of babies. Which we weren't invited to. No. Which is fine, because I wouldn't have gone anyway. Yeah, that works. I'm not a real traveler. <laughs> Apparently not. You're not. But anyway, th- normally when we start this show, I do the intro, and then I ask how you're doing to Chris. But since I don't have Chris, I'm going to ask how you're doing. I'm doing well, Mike. Let's see. I... God, it's hard to come up with things when I, we talk to each other all the time that to me to be like, what's new in my life since the last time I was on the podcast two weeks ago? Yeah, it hasn't been that long, really. No, because we had the special episode yes, and I right. did get in my Facebook memories that this week uh, was a year ago that you guys actually launched the podcast. That's correct. So that's pretty exciting. Mm-hmm. And congratulations. And Chris isn't even here for it. He isn't. Well, that's we remember scrub. if you were, if you had been listening to the show, we had the lengthy debate of when is the actual birthday of the podcast so is it the day that we recorded the first episode the day that the first episode went live whatever whatever the date that the first three podcasts went live was october 1st so we're going with october 1st as yeah. the, the day so. i think that makes the most sense i i think i was on the fence but now it's like yes october 1st is a good day and October's it's easy to month. remember october is a great month no things are going well i'm gearing up for the old spooky season my son started his second round of swimming lessons in the last week, so well, that's very exciting. He yeah. loved it. Well, let's talk about it. Now, we've we've talked about his swimming lessons on the show before. Yes. And, well, I, well, no, let's not talk about that yet. Let's talk about okay. it. Okay. We'll get to it, because I want to make fun of Ben, because he's not here. You know, Chris oh, I here. already did. No, let's keep going. You want to make up, what did, what did Ben do this week, because he's not around? Ben learned... To what did Ben do in Mexico? What is Ben doing in Mexico right now? He ate a entire burrito. Um, <laughs> what's what kind of burrito? Let's cilantro. paint this. So it's cilantro. <laughs> cilantro only. Yes. Well, you had a mac and cheese burrito. I mean, you really you could put anything in a tortilla and call it a burrito. I suppose, but that was a little different. I mean, mm. we knew what I was getting there. You know what you're getting if it's a cilantro burrito. <laughs> I would eat a cilantro burrito. But you like cilantro. I love cilantro. I don't. It tastes like soap to me. No, you're crazy. No, I don't like it. You're crazy. Okay. Any other fun things? Did he buy any hats? Ben bought three hats. Yeah? With what money? Pesos. It's Mexico. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Jeez. Well, now you go to the currency converter place and you get your pesos <laughs> and you go and you buy your three hats. Come okay. on, Mike. Anything else? He swam with dolphins. Oh, there we go. What a wonderful memory that will be for him. Yeah. If he could still form memories at this point. I don't think they can. No. So, oh, well, there may be those photos. But yep. Anyway, that's enough about fictional Ben's holiday. <laughs> uh, <laughs> William is back at swimming lessons. Let's yeah. talk about that. He... Uh, he loves it. The first time we did swimming lessons, I don't, I can't remember if you spoke of it. Yeah, you spoke about it on the podcast. Yep. Because the cu- age cutoff, I think, was four months. They had to be four months to start. And when he started his first round of swimming lessons, he was four months old by his birth date, but definitely not by his due date. So mm-hmm. he definitely started his swimming lessons way earlier than most kids, I think, do. And he was very fine with it. He And I think we, we did the right thing by starting him so early, but he very much just would be in the water and be like, okay, I'm here. I'm looking around. This is fun. To the point where our lifeguard actually asked if he was okay? Yeah. Like and I was multiple like, I think times? She, I think she thought he might have been delayed to some extent because his reaction was 
absolute zero 99% of the time. And it's like, he's fine. He was just very young. Mm-hmm. And like, despite, I think I did tell her he was premature, but, you know, she was very like, is he okay? Did you hit your child? Like, she asked us both privately at different times. This is Which true. is very nice of her to like, check. But like, he's fine. So anyway, this summer, we decided not to put him in swimming lessons because your parents have a very nice pool that That's they are great. very nice about, you know, not even just like letting us use us use it, but encouraging us to use it as That's often true. as possible. I would get calls from my dad being like, pulls this today. Yep. Thanks. Yeah. And so we were actually up there almost once a week all summer in yeah. the pool. And William, as time went on, loved it. Like the splashing? He loves being in the pool. We put him in the pool floats and the little pool boats and the whole thing. He's all about it. So we finally started swimming lessons at the indoor pool close to our house for real lessons again. And it worked out very well for us because this is the first time they've done three sets of lessons for his age group a week rather than just two. Right. And while the Monday and Wednesday classes are right full, his has three children in it. And they're actually, this time was the last time we were in it. It ranges from four months to two years and 11 months. And most of the kids in his class were at least six months older than him. And now one of the kids is, I would say, a month behind him developmentally. I think the mom said he's eight months old. Yeah. And William developmentally is almost 10 months old, so two months. And then there's a little girl who's maybe one and a half. And that's it. It's just the three of them. Right. It's almost like a semi-private lesson. The lifeguard was fantastic. We played games. He loved it. He, the entire class was splashing his hands in the water didn't matter what we were doing except for when he was holding the ball because we got the toys out and he was holding a ball and that stopped the splashing Mm. unfortunately the little girl in the class did a big no-no leading up to the class she ran on the pool deck Mm -hmm. and you're not supposed to run on the pool deck and unfortunately she had a little small fall she was absolutely fine gave herself a scare and the dad had her in the pool for maybe five minutes before he gave up for the lesson because she did nothing but cry. But again, it was a bad start. I really hope next week she's feeling a lot better and has a good time because mm. like you start your lesson with a big fall into your bum like that, you're going to have a bad time. It wouldn't matter how good the class was, she wasn't going to have a good time. So hopefully next week she does better. But lesson for all the moms and dads out there, no running at the pool. You could have a tumble. This is true. And also, as long as she has a class that's better than that other William. Sorry, Liam. Yes, there's a... There's so a we, we were very confused at the start. I kind of had a little panic that I signed him up for the wrong class, even though there's no way the website would have let us sign him up for the wrong class because of this age. Because we're in Parent and Taught 123. And then I think there's another one called like Junior Swimmers. One, two, three. So they're both one, two, three. So at the beginning, we're sitting there waiting and the lifeguard, one lifeguard comes over and there's a bunch of kids and they're ranging from three to, I think it goes three to six or something like that. And she's okay. Uh, we've got the kids here for one, two, three. And I'm like, okay, we're in one, two, three. And I'm just sitting there waiting and she's like, okay, okay, who's this and this and this? And, and she doesn't even look at me. And I'm like, I signed him up for the right class, right? I kind of have this moment of like, Oh, crap. Mm-hmm. And then the other lifeguard comes over and she's, okay, who do we have here? And I was like, this is William. She's like, okay. And I'm still like, and, but then the other teacher was like, oh, where's William? And I'm like, wait, yeah, what? Yeah, William's a no-show. We're and I'm like, like did I just sign him up for the wrong class? And this one lifeguard who's like, our lifeguard was like, whatever they paid for it, it's fine. I'll just put him in my class. It's not full anyway. And then finally, after we get home, I check online and it's like, yeah, they're both called one, two, three. And I was like, Oh, oops. Well, so it's I mean, all good. It He's out. in the right yep. class. He's in the correct class. But yes, the other class, not everybody's comfortable swimming. This is true. And this is why it was very important for me to get him in swimming lessons as soon as possible, because being comfortable in the water is very important. I mean, we're, we live by a lake. We go swimming all the time. Your parents have a pool. Just knowing how to swim is an exceptionally important skill. Kids drown every year. Teach your kids to swim. How old would you say Liam was? Five. Five? Maybe Maybe six. Okay, because basically the second it was time for Liam to go into the water, 
it was nonstop crying. Yeah. Nonstop. Yeah. And I, I just thought it was funny. Like, not like. He wasn't screaming like a baby, but he was a lot of like whimper fussing. Yeah. But the, the part that, that I thought was really funny was the fact that they had, that class was practicing going under the water. And so, so the lifeguard was like holding him. She's like, okay, Liam, we're going to go into the water. And she like dunks him barely, barely in the water at all. And he pops back up and he's just like, <laughs> just, just coughing nonstop. And then, and, and the rest of the lesson, he never went under the water again, but the rest of the lesson was <laughs> just, just coughing. It was, it's pretty ridiculous. But I wasn't even on, I was so focused because you were on the side. Yes. Because we switch out who's in the pool with him. You'll do one lesson, I'll do one lesson. So I got the first lesson because I'm very excited about swimming lessons. You missed the last lesson, if I remember I did correctly. miss it because it was when you were in New York and we yeah. missed our last lesson. And it was because he'd had a really bad day for sleep. He fell asleep. Like, the lesson was like 5.30 at night and he went down for his nap at like 4.50. And I'm like... I'm not waking up up in 20 minutes to go to this class and getting everything packed up by myself, taking him over there, getting him changed. And it was cold enough out still that you couldn't just walk him over there wearing the swimsuit and you had to change. It was, I was like, this is not worth it for one class. So right. we just didn't go to the last class. Uh, so. So yeah, so you got no your No more New York trips. Well, he's in swimming lessons this time. Well, I kind of can't control that. No, in swimming is... lessons this time. Oh, well, no, that time there's, there is no current plan for exactly. New York trip. But yes. Am I boring you over there? I'm sorry. It's tough to be a mom. We're okay. a sleepy we're a sleepy bunch. Oh I get it. You work very hard and and I see that. Aww. Know, but, but anyway, so yeah, that's 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 new. I mean what else is new with, with William? He's doing this delightful thing and it is a very normal thing. I've already had one of our mom friends say that her daughter who is um eight weeks younger than William developmentally but, oh my goodness, is she like four months younger than him? Yes. Three, no, three months younger. She's January, isn't she? She's late January and he was mid-October. So anyway, um, is doing something very similar right now. But every time he goes to eat something, in the last two or three days, he started left, left pointer finger only. He, he likes to poke his food and test the texture. And sometimes he'll like stroke the food. Mm-hmm. With his little pointer finger and be like, ooh, this texture is different. Poke, 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 eat. And then you give him another piece and he's like, hmm, poke, 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 eat. And he just, he's doing that with everything now. He definitely did that to my arm in the car the other day. So either he's just fascinated by different textures. That's a that's an actual developmental or thing. Or your child is going to eat his father's thing. No, no, it's it's really the texture thing is developmental because he's realizing that different things. I was gonna say taste different, but that's also true. But different things feel different and have different like density and mm. like some things are squishy, some things are hard, some things are soft, some things are rush, rush, rough, and he's really. Like exploring the world around him more, which is through touch. Mm. And it is a proper developmental thing. So parents of little, little, little babies, littler than William, be prepared for them to do this weird touch, 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 poke, 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 poke. He, he's obsessed with putting his fingers in mouths, ears, hair, anything he can put his fingers on right now, he wants to put his fingers on. So uh, there's a lot of gross things going on and he also really enjoys sticking said finger in his nose lately sweet he's a little nose picker i was also informed just a heads up for you parents out there from uh, a friend whose daughter um is uh because all kids are nose pickers i can't just say her daughter specifically is a nose picker they all pick their nose it's a thing we've all done it would wipe said boogers on the wall by her bed ew that, I can only imagine they would dry like cement. That sounds delightful. It really does. Yeah. So just a heads up, your child might be hiding boogers. Check under all of the tables. Yeah, that's probably a good call. Yeah. It's like gum, but <clears throat> boogers. Booger gum. Anyway, 
Uh, he he's just if it, he's really hit the stage where it feels like he's learning something every day now. Like every day is something new, and it's crazy fast, and it it makes me so proud and so sad that it's happening so quickly. It's only gonna get faster. It's true. His birthday's coming up very soon. So yeah, the birthday episode because both the boy well. That's the thing. Are you guys going to be recording an episode next Monday as well? When are you going to? Because next Monday. Next is Monday is baby Ben's Thanksgiving and baby Ben's first birthday. So something tells me you might be doing it on Tuesday. I'll just record the entire birthday party and throw that up. There you go. <laughs> yeah, just the background noise of the birthday party. So next week will be the Ben birthday. And the week after that will be the William birthday episode. That's right. Because it just happens to be how it falls out. It falls out. What? What's wrong with that? I don't know. Okay. Sorry you didn't like it. Sorry. Anyway. Anyway, yes. Birthdays! Birthdays! Hooray! Ben's present sitting right here, and beside that is William's present. Are we going to say what it is? No, it's a surprise. Yeah, William's not listening to the podcast, and neither is Ben. He's in Mexico. Okay, so, well... I think Chris and Tiffany already know. What well, you we definitely got. told them. Yeah, yeah, I told Tiff for sure. Anyway, we go, Tiff and I have taken the boys several times to this place, a town called Playville. And it, it's just a big, it's almost like a daycare center without daycare providers. And you take your kid and you watch your kid, but they got all sorts of toys and themed rooms. And you can go in and let your kids play. And they've got couches for mom and dad to chill out. They've got a little area where you can eat. Tons of toys. Every time Ben goes there, he makes a beeline for a little toy push lawnmower right loves it so we got him a little toy push lawnmower which i think is very cute and it's licensed it is licensed john deere it is an officially licensed property from john deere that's right and then for William, he he's really into hiding under things. Not even I don't even know if hiding is the right word. He likes to be under things. Like if he's in his pack and play while I'm making dinner and he's getting upset, I'll like throw a blanket over top of it and he's all of a sudden delighted. Yeah. If he's downstairs, he he likes to sit underneath um, his bouncer because he can sit under it. Um, so we got him a tent. That's right. Which is very cute. And then we got to come up. We're not bringing, because my parents have generally offered to host William's party. That makes it sound like he's having a big party. It's just family. But our house is not big enough to hold a party. It's not laid out for it. No, definitely not. It's just not a good entertaining layout. So my parents have very nicely offered to host. My mom also bought all the food for the party, which was very sweet of her. Very generous. Yeah, which is not expected, but super appreciated. Doing primo grandma shit right there. Oh, is that going to get bleeped? No. I don't bleep shit. Oh, okay. I bleep <gasps> Anyway, That's I was going to make that joke. So, um, we're not going to bring that gift to my parents' place. That's going to get set up on the eve of his birthday. And then um, my parents, thankfully, when they're hosting again, we're going to bring a couple small little gifts for him to actually open. I don't think he's going to understand the concept of opening presents. I am pretty sure what's going to happen is his cousins are going to take over and start opening all the presents. But he's going to love playing with torn paper. Yeah, 100%. That's what I'm going to guarantee. Yeah, mom's going to get really paranoid about paper cuts and... uh, (laughs) Yeah. What about you, dear? What's new with your baby? What's new with my son? Well, he's going to swim. <laughs> no, no. I guess we can cut to the cut to the chase and get to our our kind of main topic here. Normally, when you know Chris is here, he and I talk about you know nerdy stuff, and and maybe sometimes we talk about stuff that you can do with your family and things like that. Mm-hmm. Well, since he's not around. At first, I thought about having, you know, another dad on the show. But then I was thinking about, as a topic, talking about, like, Halloween stuff that you can do with your kid. And who spends more time thinking about doing Halloween things than you? Me! Yeah, no, 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 no one does. Just you. You do the Halloween the most. Therefore, yeah, I am the ghostess with the mostest. Right. So therefore, I've 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 got you on the show. Yep. And we're going to talk about. I mean, I know Halloween's off for a few weeks, but 
I find that more and more Halloween is becoming like Christmas, where it's a monthly thing. Yes, 100%. And so I figured, what the hell? Let's have you on. Let's talk about Halloween in the sense of what are some fun Halloween-related things that you can do with your kids? Because I'm not the one sitting and thinking, oh, uh, you know, what, what haunted hayride can I take my kid on? And I'm not saying, like, Obviously, what's up the street from us? Because that doesn't really help anybody else. But you know what? <laughs> what kind true. of what kind of events are there that you can keep an eye out for that are Halloween related? Well, the what I spoke of this Playville place. Yeah, uh, they have places like this all over the place. This is not a unique concept, right? There are several in our city. I've talked to other moms online. Very common concept. They're called different things. Blah, blah, blah. There's Most probably one in your town. Exactly. Most of them. There's probably one called Playville in your town. I wouldn't be too. surprised. Most of them, it does appear very wisely, are holding Halloween events. Mm -hmm. So if you are unsure of something child-friendly to do with your kid, that right there, perfect idea. You take your kid. Obviously, check usually their website, their Facebook, their Instagram, whatever. And they have – everyone I've seen has also been ticketed so they don't, you know, you don't show up and be told, oh, well, too bad. Not enough it's space. not enough space. It is you buy a ticket, you're guaranteed in. They'll have snacks, costumes, people in costume doing like – and that way you also know it's not going to be too scary because it is dedicated to your kids. Right. We thought about doing something like that. I don't think the timing is going to work out just for other things we have going on. One thing, again – Seen it all over the place. Very popular. We are going to do. And this one was free, but you can do paid ones and free ones. It's just a haunted walk uh, around town that has been decorated with pumpkins. And it's a guided walk through a fairground. Pumpkins. These are, again, I, I've seen them all over online. Can you say pumpkins a few more times? Pumpkins? Pumpkins. <laughs> just because you're like, it's a haunted walk. Pumpkins. You go for a walk. I'm David Pumpkins. Pumpkins. <laughs> no, it's David S. Pumpkins. David S. Pumpkins. I'm David Pumpkins. That's, yeah. Yeah. That's all you need to say. Yeah. So those are like very simple, safe ideas for kids. A lot I feel of, like David S. Pumpkins would be pretty safe. Agreed. I agree 100%. <laughs> One of the, the things that uh, growing up I always did was a corn maze. Mm -hmm. Again, very popular, especially... If, like myself, you grew up in a rural area, um, they are safe, but as a child, they have a spookiness to them because, like, it's the corn is 10 feet taller than you. I exaggerate a little bit. Um, if you're a little bit older, you might decide, I'm brave enough to go away from mom and dad and, like, go off and explore on your own. But these places, they're all very, like, the, if you go to one that is, established and has been doing it for years it's perfectly safe your kid's not gonna get lost unless your kid is an idiot and cuts through the corn and right. then then you got problems that i don't want to deal with and i kind of feel like that's going to be an issue when our kids are older and one of our little three musketeers goes let's cut through the corn and the other two go Okay. Mm. And the next thing you know, the helicopter's out above going, you know, looking for the kids with the spotlight at, you know, 11 o'clock at night. Oh, God. We're going to be in so much trouble. Yeah, probably. Oh, kids are so dumb. <laughs> I love my kid, but he's going to do some stupid crap. William is a follower, not a leader. Well, we don't know that yet. <laughs> uh, well, well, right now he's a His follower. last time. His little class he went to, he was uh, he he was putting his foot down on what he wanted. Oh yeah, there was some shoving and a, a headbutt involved. He headbutt some kid. He headbutt Henry. Was there blood? No, he didn't headbutt him like whack, but he used his head to push Henry's body out of his way. If there's blood, make sure you get video of it, and we'll sell the franchise rights. But, For baby fights. That's. Already an established the, oh, property. Right. But my personal favorite thing to do during spooky season yes. is watch spooky movies. Okay. So did you come up with a list of spooky movies that are child-friendly? I did, actually. Or is this going to be Gore Fest 2020? No. These are all movies that, ranging in age, uh, you can watch with your kids. And even then, okay, when I was growing up, 
Because I, I was born in the 80s. And when I grew up, as you can attest, there was less of an emphasis on not letting your children watch things that were probably very inappropriate I'm for them. I'm fairly certain my first R-rated horror movie was when I was five. Yeah, I definitely, definitely watched The Exorcist way too young. I definitely watched... I was... Not a scary movie. Um, I love The X-Files. Mm -hmm. I watched the season premiere when it premiered. I was like eight. Mm -hmm. Probably not appropriate. Especially since I've been afraid of aliens ever since. And they gave me nightmares like crazy. And I was always going into my parents' room to be like, Mom. And they still let me watch this stupid show. That which, seems more like a parenting issue. Though. That's my parents' choice. But I remember going to the local video store at eight, nine years old, having sleepovers with my friends, and we'd get Nightmare on Elm Street, Sleepaway Camp. Like, I can remember getting Sleepaway Camp 3 off the shelf. Mm -hmm. Just every horror movie that my local video store stocked, we went through it. Nothing was appropriate. But these were all, like, 70s and 80s slashers at this point, and we burned through them. Like, Scream came out in 1996. I was 11. And I got that on VHS as soon as I could. And my parents let me. And I knew all the references and stuff going on in it at at the time I'd be, what, 12? By the time it came out on VHS, probably? Yeah. Yeah. I knew, like, all the references and everything it was talking about because I'd already seen, before the age of 12, all, like, the Friday the 13th and, like, the Nightmare on Elm Streets and everything else. And it's like... Probably not appropriate, but at the same time, sparked my love of spookiness. So a very early age. But I think the nineties were a lot spookier in general. We had like goosebumps and It's true. Are you afraid of the dark? And eerie Indiana. Is one of your movies goosebumps? No spoilers. <laughs> eerie Indiana, continue. I loved Eerie Indiana. It didn't last long enough. Great show. Anyway, but you, you see, like, the 90s were a much spookier time. I think kids were really into it. Uh, but that said, I think there's been, especially in the last few years, 10 years, parents like spooky stuff. People who grew up with these spooky things want to make spooky things themselves now that are maybe more age appropriate. So we are seeing more and more movies that are appropriate for kids. Now, that said, this list is a mix of older and newer movies that I think are great watches during the spookiest of seasons. Okay, so what we're going to do, because you, you've, like, kept this list from me, which is why when I was like, is Goosebumps one? It's because I don't know. I don't know what your list is at all. I'm going to throw a curveball at you right now. Oh, poop. From one to five, give me a spookometer rating. Okay, okay. Okay? Yeah. Yeah, one yeah. to five. One to five. I, I got want, it. I want the Spookometer readings because I just wanted to say Spookometer. <laughs> okay. I'm on board. I'm on board. All right. So let, let's hear your first movie. My first movie, the classic of classics in terms of family spooking. Mm -hmm. Cannot have Halloween without Hocus Pocus. Okay. <laughs> this is a must watch every year. You know how people have their like Halloween movies they watch every year, like um, It's a Wonderful Life, Home Alone. You're, you're talking about Christmas movies. You said Halloween movies. Oh, you know what I mean. Every... Christmas yeah. movies. Die Edit hard. that out. Fix yeah. it in post. I, okay. Steven! No. Other podcast listeners may understand. Okay. Anyway, this is the ultimate Halloween watch it every year movie. If you're not watching Hocus Pocus every year in October... We can't be friends. Okay. So, yeah. No, I, I can agree. That's a good movie. I've always quite enjoyed Hocus Pocus. Mm -hmm. Isn't it the same? No, it's not the same talking cat. It's a different talking cat. The voice is... I was going to say, isn't it the same voice? But I'm just thinking too much to myself. It is a different voice for the talking cat. And the, the talking, talking cat, cat is my favorite voice actor. I did know that, yes. When he was a kid. But he's not actually the kid... Who plays the ghost of the kid? Of the kid, they use his voice, but not the actual like kid. Does that make sense? Maybe he's ugly. He's not ugly. <laughs> <laughs> it's Jason Marsden. You would recognize him 
from Boy Meets World, The Weekender, Skyrim. Yes. Yeah. You well, he in Skyrim, he's not like Dovahkiin or anything like that. He's like just a guy. He does who a, quite a few of the NPCs and yes. romance. Anyway, and and what romance? Romance options, NPCs. Okay. Yeah, you romance went out of your options, way. I'm sure you went out of your way to tell me that you were like, I found a character voiced by him, and now I'm going to marry him. I did marry him. Yes. Okay. So anyway, sorry. On the spookometer. Spookometer. I would rate this a one. Okay, I can it, agree with that. It is perfectly acceptable for all but the scariest of scaredy cat kids, which mm-hmm. are out there, and I understand not everybody's into spooks. Not everybody, and it's got Sarah Jessica Parker. At her hottest. I concur. It's got Bette Midler at her hottest. <laughs> it's got Peggy Hill at her hottest. This is true. I forgot she's... <laughs> Kathy Najimny? N- 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 yeah. Something I- like that. Anyway, she's they're Hill. delightful. Yeah. Sarah Jessica Parker sings, and it's actually not bad. And the whole movie, from start to finish, is hilarious. It is literally a movie ripping on one kid for being a virgin. <laughs> That's true. Through the whole movie. Yeah. That is what that movie is about. Yeah. Okay. So, number two. Number two. On the watch with your family. Good for all ages. Now, sorry. Are are these in order of... These, I've kind of got them between the first bunch are family friendly. The second bunch are... I would have watched them as a kid. I'll probably let William watch them young. They'll be appropriate... But more mature? Does so that make you, sense? So your mileage may vary. These may these are the higher numbers on the spookometer. Yes. They're much scarier and some of the themes may be out of their like wheelhouse. But you're not gonna have to worry about gore, language, boobies, any of that. Okay. Make sense? What if I like boobies? Oh sorry, this is not for me, it's for kids. Sorry. There you go. Right. So if you wanna make so these movies are all technically okay in those regards but in terms of like atmosphere and scare and everything but anyway for the ones for the littler ones Coraline okay again family friendly uh I really like the messages of the movie of basically like determination for a young woman and being adventurous and all that fun stuff again cool black cat that talks People got buttons for eyes. People have buttons for eyes. Spider mom. It's true. Ghost children. Dead dogs. Some Chernobyl dude. Yes. It's very good. And the art style is fantastic. It's a stop motion film. It is a stop motion film. There's great songs. The voice acting's fantastic. Keith David plays the cat. Keith David is the best. Like, it's very good. On the Spookometer, mm-hmm. I'd actually rate it. Oh, we're getting spooked. The spookiness of it is more in the overall atmosphere. Mm-hmm. And uh, the fact that there's a bunch of dead kids floating around, a little spooky. Right. And people with buttons for eyes. Yeah. And the idea of buttons being sewn to eyes. Yes. Yes. Yeah. A little on the spooky side. Uh, now, the next one I have was one that I picked up a couple years back at one of those random when HMV was still a thing. Be like, oh, you're buying blank? Well, if you spend like you're spending blank, you can have this movie for a buck. A buck. Yeah. I was like, all right, I've wanted to see it. Paranorman. Okay, yeah. Another really good one. Very much in the importance of friendship. Mm-hmm. It's got that stop motion style again. But it's CG though. But it's CG. Yeah. But it's got that atmosphere and that look, and it's more of a story about understanding and friendship under the guise of a horror movie for kids. So it's <laughs> using. The genre of horror to tell a story about friendship. Concur. And like just uh, accepting people for being different and, you know, reaching out to people who need help and just being a good person in general. It actually has one of the first openly gay characters in a children's movie as well. That's right. And it's like the, not the bully. The jock. Yeah, he's not the jock. Or, no, sorry, he is the jock. I was going to say the bully, but he's he not He is like this dumb meathead jock. He's He's not a bad guy. He's just... You know, and the the girl in it is the entire movie is like trying to get his attention, and then she's like, "Let's do this, let's do this." And she, but she's like, "Oh, blah blah blah," and he's like, "Oh, yeah, my boyfriend loves that," and that just a throwaway line. It's just there, and 
it was one of the first times, if not the first time in a kid's movie, the character's been an openly gay character. There you go. Uh, next is a three-pack. Did we, did we, did we spook oh, meter I also rank this a two, primarily for the, f- the, the climax. The climax is a fair bit spooky. Hmm. I would say you're scaredy, you're scaredy kids will be spooked by the climax. I don't remember the climax. It's pretty spooky. For for kids thing. I would still rank it a two. Okay. Based on that. Okay. Number four is a three pack. Oh. Like a, you can buy this as a three pack. I don't film? think so, but oh. you should be able to because that would be brilliant. But they're all kind of the same idea. These are ones I grew up watching. I've watched them all a million times. They are classic kid spooks. The amazing Scooby-Doo trio <laughs> of Scooby-Doo and the School School, uh-huh. Scooby-Doo meets the Boo Brothers, and Scooby-Doo and the Reluctant Werewolf. Okay. I know all of these movies. And the only one I don't have is Boo Brothers. Yes. Which I keep wanting to get from Amazon because it's like five bucks. Of course. These movies are a delight. So the first one, Scooby-Doo and the Ghoul School, is my favorite. I think that's the one I've seen the most times. It reminds me a lot of Monster High, which is probably I got really into Monster High. It's possible, yeah. These ones don't have Velma, Daphne, or Fred. It is Scooby-Doo, Shaggy, and Scrappy-Doo. I hate Scrappy-Doo. A lot of people do. I never got the hate. He's kind of annoying, but I don't hate him. Okay. And as a kid, I didn't mind him. So they get enlisted to go teach at a girls' school that turns out to be a school for ghouls. Oh, so, oh, I get it. But they're all girls. It's ghouls. So you've got the daughter of the mummy. You've got the daughter of the invisible man. You've got the daughter of a ghost, daughter of Frankenstein, like all those daughter of a vampire. All taught by, you know, a mistress who's, you know, spooky herself and blah, blah, blah. Like Elvira style. Yeah. Well, there's a, another spooky woman. Who wants to steal the the monster's powers to become powerful herself? And thankfully, Scooby and Scrappy and Shaggy work together with the neighboring military school to take down the woman who's going to suck out the Spook. monster power from the girl's brain to be extra powerful herself. It's fantastic. Honestly, it sounds silly. It is silly. It's great. Well, it's a Scooby Doo movie. Scooby Doo movies aren't really known for their. You know, world-shattering twists and turns. Well, the twists, yes, they are known for twists. Because usually it's, it was so and so along. These ones all actually have real monsters. Oh, there you go. Uh, the Boo Brothers is uh, set in the South. And basically they have a haunted house. And they enlist the Boo Brothers to help them exercise the house. Mm-hmm. And then in Reluctant Werewolf, Shaggy is actually the Reluctant Werewolf who is enlisted. He has to race to get his werewolfism reversed, he has to do like car races. What? So imagine if Scooby Doo meets Wacky Racers meets Fast and Furious. Then you know they did they did recently a a WWE movie where there was a race, and the Scooby yeah. and Shaggy were in the car with the Undertaker, and yeah. he just made Crip Keeper puns the entire time. Yeah, and it was actually the Undertaker who did it, which I'm just like. Well, I mean, you know, you pay a man enough, he'll do anything, right? <laughs> I guess? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I guess he sounds... Yeah, he's probably one of those guys. Anyway, on on a, a spookiness scale, all three, I would rank a one. Makes sense. They're, they are all very family-friendly. cartoon movies. So you don't really have to worry about scares. The characters are great, especially for the parents of little girls out there. Ghoul School is great, because the little girls in the ghoul school are awesome they're all kick butt you know good characters i remember as as a little girl when i was growing up loving this movie because i love the spooky girls and how much they kick butt and like they're great it's which my spooky girl was the spooky girl you wanted to be vampire you don't remember her name i don't remember any of their names it's been a long time it's not draculaura no <laughs> that's from monster High. i know i know it could just be straight ripped off who knows yeah or maybe it was the ghost. Anyway, they're all really cool. All great. So next one. Next one is the last of our guaranteed kid-friendly ones. Guaranteed. So still low on the spook meter. Low on the spook meter. Goosebumps. Yep. You were right. The recent one was it 2015 with Something Jack like that, Black. Yeah. Um, that kid from 13 Reasons Why. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. 
I think a lot of people have already seen this one. It's fairly recent. I grew up reading the Goosebumps books. We actually have a bunch of them here. I've got them waiting. I've reread a bunch of them. I can see them right there. Yeah. I got them for my myself and future child, who is now William. He will read them when he's older. He has no choice. He has no choice. They're great. The messages in them all are honestly pretty good. They're usually about friendship and family and that being what's important. But with Spooks movie, <laughs> great. I love that it had all the monsters from uh, Goosebumps. I love the, the twist. Because there's a twist. Of course there is. Movie from start to finish. I was enthralled. I still haven't seen the second one. But it kind of came and went. It's true. We should try and see if we can grab it from the bookmobile. We should. I would rank this one a one and a half on the spookometer. Yeah? You don't, think that, you don't think that werewolf is a little too spooky? Mm, no. that's a, he. He's what gives it the half. Because it is more of a comedy than anything. It's, yeah. This one is the most, I would say, out of all of them. Well, Scooby-Doo ones are pretty much comedy. But they are comedy. Mm-hmm. Now, if we're going to get into ones that are a little more grown up for the kids who are really are like, no, mommy, you know, daddy, the Scooby-Doo is for babies. Right. It's like, well, you are a baby. It's like, no, I want to watch something scary. So we get higher on the Spookometer. We're a little higher on the Spookometer. In terms of scares and maturity. Okay. And mature, I don't even want to say subject, but like just more oriented towards adults originally. Gotcha. We're going to start with Beetlejuice. Oh, okay. Yeah. I get you. Beetlejuice. I'm on the trolley. Tim Burton, before Tim Burton is what he is today. Went off the rails. Just kept popping out crap. Because <laughs> he's just, I think he gave up. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't have an original. He just does remakes. And I feel and like he got keeps lazy. casting his wife and Johnny Depp. Did they get divorced though? Did I don't know. Maybe that's why she hasn't been in the last. Was she? she was, I guess she wasn't in Dumbo. I don't know. I haven't seen it. Neither was Johnny Depp. But Johnny Depp's got a lot of. Johnny Depp's got his own things going yeah. on. Beetlejuice is one they keep talking about doing a sequel for, which I honestly would go in with some trepidation, but because Tim Burton's kind of gone off the rails. But the movie in general is great. It's Alec Baldwin when Alec Baldwin was hot as shit. It's Gina Davis when Gina Davis was hot as shit. I would argue that Gina Davis is still hot as shit. I agree. Uh, Mike, Michael Keaton <laughs> when Michael Keaton was hot as shit. I would argue that Michael Keaton is still hot as shit. He really is. I'm on board. <laughs> uh, Catherine O'Hara, again, still beautiful. Mm-hmm. Uh, have you seen Shit's Creek? You uh, haven't. I have. It's yeah. fantastic. Yeah, I know. But you, she, okay. she's in this. She and I think a lot of people because Schitt's Creek has gotten a lot of attention lately. Without didn't she even, win like an award? No, not the like the she might have, but like the they got a lot of attention because it got nominated for a ton of Emmy awards because it is fantastic and it deserves it. Um, and I think a lot of people forget that she was in the early nineties a really hot star. She was like the mom actress. She was in Home Alone. Yeah. She was in a ton of stuff. She's always been in a ton of stuff. She's very funny. Uh, she's fantastic. But at that point, she was like the really foxy redhead mom. Uh, and then, of course, my first girl crush, Winona Ryder. Of course. I love Winona. Who is now having a resurgence as well, which is great. As moms. As moms, as spooky moms. Anyway, Beetlejuice is a great movie. Um, some of the humor, a little blue. Yep. Because that's kind of the Beetlejuice character. Now, here's the thing. If you don't think your kid is ready for Beetlejuice the movie, the Beetlejuice cartoon is a great stepping stone. That's true. I loved the cartoon as a kid, but I also watched the movie probably again too young because I watched it when it first came out. I watched it when it came out too. Yeah. Well, that was when Michael Keaton was really hot, too, right? Like, you had Batman and Beetlejuice. And blah, I had blah, blah. Beetlejuice toys. And they weren't Same. toys from the show. They were toys from the movie. Oh, I had toys from the show. No, no, I had movie show toys. But again, I would still rank it fairly low in the spookometer. Two tops. Okay. In terms of actual spookiness. Okay. Now, based on this pick, I'm going to I'm gonna guess another pick on your list. Okay. Edward Scissorhands. No, because that is a Christmas movie. Oh. Okay, well, carry on then. Yeah. My next one, I would You know write- what? While we're talking about Edward Scissorhands, what would you rate that on the Spookometer? Like a zero. It's not spooky. It's, cre- it's creepy, though, isn't it? No. Okay. Fine. Go to your next Because it's got Scissorhands and Vincent Price. Give Vincent Price is a creepy dude. Anyway, my next movie. 
Okay. This one, little more gore than the other ones on the list. Oh. But still, not too bad. You you might, depending on your child, want to fast forward through some bits. How many heads are chopped off? Zero. <laughs> but Jaws. Okay. Gotcha. Jaws, I would recommend. I remember watching as a kid and being very scared. And then watching it when I was older, the tension is fantastic. Yes. Uh, but the overall, like... I've also read the book. Right. And compared to the book, especially, the, the movie is very tame. It was a blockbuster in the 70s. Like, this is a movie The book that, is also very different. The book has a lot of differences. It is more elaborated on, yeah. which a lot of books are. But anyway, I would recommend Jaws uh, for maybe your slightly, your your older children in tweens. Uh, because there is, you see the girl at the beginning getting dragged around by the shark, which is quite scary. Uh, it is quite tense. I remember the first time I watched it being like, oh, I want to pause it. Because I even do that now is where I'll pause a movie sometimes when I'm getting a little tense. Yep. But yeah, I, I would really recommend Jaws. On the overall spookometer, I would honestly, for a first time viewing, give it a four. Okay. That's fair. Because it's very tense. Very good at not showing the monster until halfway through. Mm -hmm. Sharks are not monsters. Sharks are lovely. Okay. So, well, even even the guy who wrote it, um, Peter Benchley, yeah, yeah, he spent he, the rest of his life defending sharks, defending sharks, yeah, because yeah. they're amazing creatures. Mm. Uh, the next one on my list, I would recommend the others. Wait, the Nicole Kidman movie? Yes. Okay, I haven't it seen is, that movie, so I don't know anything. It about has. It. You've never seen it. I know the twist, but I haven't seen it. No. It's. More atmospheric spooks than anything. There's no jumps. There's no language. There's no gore. There's no violence. No boobies. No titties. Like it is, but right. it's it's a really good classic haunted house story. Yeah, and it has been quite a while since I've seen it, admittedly. But you don't have to worry about anything where it's going to be like. Oh, I saw this horrible gore and now I'm scarred. No it's going to be more, off. It's going to be more, your braver kids are going to be like, Mommy, what if there's a ghost in our house? And you're going to be like, oh, crap. Why did I show them the others? Yeah. But <laughs> you're going to get your scares without worrying about the gore and violence and everything that go along with a lot of horror movies. So, again... I would I would consider the others for your older kids. I wouldn't show it to a four year old. They wouldn't get it. That would be the other thing. A four year old would be like, "Mommy, this is boring." Right. But like a, a nine and ten year old would probably be pretty. They'll scared. be spooked. They'll be spooked. I would give it three and a half. Okay. Three and a half. Should we have gone to the ten? Maybe because no, I think this might be my last half. I I just meant with okay yeah okay the next oh. one I'd recommend. Mm hmm. It part one. Okay, really? Or also, but quite long. The nine or the original miniseries, but much longer. Yet. Right. Well, the, the miniseries is longer than the first movie. Yes. yes. But it's definitely not. I, I, I mean, if you want to keep the gore out, I mean, this is the goriest film on your list by far. Yes. Well, it's not that much gorier than I'd say Jaws. I There's a lot of blood. There's a lot of blood, but even in, in context, most of the blood is in the bathroom and isn't blood. It's not gushing out of someone. Well, it's no, but there's also, like, severed arms. and Yeah, that's one thing. A severed arm happens in Jaws. People get bitten. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I guess But yeah, I, I would, especially since four, again, this is older kids. I, I would recommend, like, the nine and ten and up. But the kids in the movie are all that age, so it's relatable for them, too. But you said no swears. This is swears. This is true. The language in it is a little bit more colorful, so you're going to have to keep a, an ear out for that, especially Richie. Richie. But it is more on the level of things kids are actually saying to each other, and that's actually a big part of why I didn't put Monster Squad on the list. Okay. Because some of the language they use in that- Hasn't aged well. It has not aged well. No. And I would say it's presented 
differently than yeah, in it. Because we watched that movie and that movie like recently because we hadn't seen it. And we, I'd never seen it and I've heard it's amazing and it was quite fun. But watching it, I was like, this is definitely a movie from the 80s. Yes. Yeah. You don't call people that anymore in no. some of the terms no. that they use. Now, the next one. Yes. Oh, I didn't rank that on my, my scarometer. No, your spookometer. Spookometer. A three. You're, you're putting it as a three on the spookometer? Yep. Okay. It's not that scary. It's more of a coming in age story. If you're that scared by it, what are you doing? <laughs> All right. I mean, this is your list and your picks. So. Yeah, and I'm the queen of spook. Did, was there an election? Yes. I don't remember voting. Well, queens for don't get elected. It is a right handed down by God. Okay. <laughs> What's your next pick? Mama. Okay, the Guillermo del Toro produced film. Yes, he did not direct that one. He's yes. just he's involved. Produced. He's involved with Jessica Chastain. Mm -hmm. It was actually the same director as it. That's right, it was. Andy Mushishnan. What, what was that name? Michichani, something What's like that. that? I, I, I'm not good at Italian. But again, <laughs> uh, you got Nicolaj, Nikolai, yeah. Nicolaj, Coster Waldo, Jamie Lannister, <laughs> playing two parts, and Jessica Chastain, and Tony Shalhoub, I believe. I seem to remember Tony Shalhoub being in there. But again, uh, quite spooky, but no violence. The only really violent scene that happens is shown through the eyes of someone with bad vision so you can't see what's going on right overall a pretty spooky movie i can i can say that it was spooky as yeah. evidenced by the fact that when we saw this film in theaters i was able to spook you in a parking lot oh my god i forgot about that <laughs> <gasps> you just ranked up the spook on the scale hun. that's right so this is funny. We were leaving our parked car after watching this movie, and I couldn't remember if I'd locked my car because I have a little bit of legitimate OCD. This is not being like, ah, I'm so OCD. I have a, a form of OCD called checking, where I started to get anxiety if I haven't checked 18 times I've locked a door. So this is legit. I'm not being one of those people who is just like, oh, I like a clean house. You have, you have, I, I'm just qualifying. Yeah. So anyway. I go back to check the car's locked. I come running back. Mike jumps out wearing a big black coat from behind like a pillar and goes, Bruh! I screamed <laughs> bloody murder. I really did go like, Bruh! yeah, I lost it. I screamed and then laughed and it was hilarious and terrifying. I would give that based on that a four on the spook meter. A four. The spook meter goes up when you're... Uh, well, I was so tense from it after. Of so course. Obviously. Of course. The next one. Now, the next one. Uh, I've mentioned this to other people before, and they give me like a, are you sure you'd well out a kid watch this? And I'm like, an older child? Yes, because nothing in the movie happens that is bad language, gore, like anything, but it's very scary. We've also This is my five. Okay. I was going to say that we also find that your rules of no, no spooking of, you know, no swearing and stuff is flexible. It was flexible in that movie because the kids are the same age as the kids that would be watching it. Okay. This movie is a five. It's a five on the spooko meter. This might be a six. Ooh. The Conjuring. Okay. And to an extent, The Conjuring 2, but The Conjuring 2 at most, four and a half. Mm -hmm. Conjuring 1, though, scary. Mm -hmm. It has a great cast. The story, spookifying. Very spooky, but, like, and it's James Wan, who can do no wrong. You don't need to worry about your kids seeing, like, someone's throat get ripped out or eyes being gouged out or anything crazy like that. But what you will need to worry about them is, like, there's no one there, but in the movie. It's like, your kid will be scared after. Hmm. But if your kid demands to watch a scary movie this one is safe in terms of content it's just really scary so this is your grand poobah of spookometers i have one more oh okay this one might be a 10 what out of five I'm are we trying to make some kids have some white hair here what's happening oh hon this one i know for a fact scared you okay 
to the point where I I can't remember this is the one that scared you so much you threw up as a child. No, that was X Files. Or the one that made you go hide it was so scary. Oh, this that one made me hide. I think I know what you're talking about. <laughs> Which movie am I talking about, my love? Are you talking about Jurassic Park? No, Jurassic Park made me hide when I was a kid. No, I remember. I remember you being so scared, and, and we watched it, and it was terrifying. I am talking about the trauma classic, Monster in the oh, Closet. Oh my god! <laughs> all <sighs> right, for those who are uninformed, trauma produces all your favorite Z-list movies. Z-list horror movies. Yes, they are known for their. Crazy, outlandish, just low budget. They've done poultry guys. The talking puppet turkey monster. Yeah. yeah. Um, they've done uh, Father's Day, which is ridiculous. Uh, they did Trey Parker's first movie, Cannibal, the Cannibal musical. musical. Yeah. They, the Toxic Avenger movies. Yep. Toxie. All these sort of like, so you know, trauma. And most of the trauma movies are actually available through trauma on YouTube. So we watched Monster in the Closet. Oh, God. What's that kid's name? Who's now a big fame? Ryan Gosling. Ryan Gosling is in that movie. Is in this movie. Fergie is in it too. Oh yeah, Fergie's in it. I forgot. Yeah. This movie is a metaphor for homosexuality. Yes. Again, this was like the eighties. Yeah. Early nineties. And it's not scary at all. No. It's hilarious. And again, it would be age appropriate. It's goofy. And as a child, it scared the heck out of Mike. It did. Yeah. So this would be a possible one. Now, am I saying, oh, just watch trauma movies on YouTube with your kids? For the love of God, no. Because you're going to get some weird, inappropriate stuff. But this trauma movie, certified safe. For an adult on the Spookometer, a negative five. For a child, apparently a plus ten. Apparently. So I'm glad we brought that up. For How could I not bring that up on the Spookometer, hon? <laughs> God. Uh, it's like Tremors. Tremors was another movie that scared the crap out of me when I was a kid. Really? And then I watched it when I was older and I was like, this, no. I can't think of any movie. It was on that... YTV and I'm like, why Why did this scare me? I watched it on YTV. And it would have been edited for television. Yeah. Well, still, it, the fact that they were showing it on YTV made me realize that it was probably not going to spook me too much. Now, I know we've run a little long. Yes. But do you have a movie not included on my spook list that you would want our child to watch. I, I guess Jurassic Park. <laughs> it's not a spooky movie. It's spooky adjacent at best. Okay, but I, I I could say that about other things, too. I mean, technically, you could say Jaws is spooky adjacent. It's not a Halloween movie. I didn't say these are Halloween movies. These are spooky movies. And Jaws is a horror movie. Okay, anyway. I, I don't is. know. You I, can't I know... facts here. Okay. I, I know the movies that wa that I watched when I was a kid that I shouldn't have like included the the John Carpenter's The Thing. That That's was a one great movie, but it's it, gory. It is very gory, and it's definitely not a movie you want to watch when you're a little kid. No, um, I remember you talking about watching RoboCop as a kid. Yes, but RoboCop is not a horror movie. I'm just saying inappropriate for children. It is inappropriate. This but is the I, era we grew up. But in. I watched it. It was a sanitized for TV version. When I actually bought the movie for myself on DVD and watched it for the first time, I'm like, this is a different movie. Oh, it's like, better. It's got boobs. Yes, it does. It's a very 80s movie and just that there's random boobs. There's boobs for no reason. Yep. He's walking through a change room and there's just boobs. Yep. Well, yeah. I mean, that's what you do in a change room. You just boobs? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's true. It's true. But yeah. There you go. Well, thank you for coming on and giving us that spooktacular spookometer rating for of those films. And if you're you're strapped for ideas on what to do, there's a whole there's a whole bunch that Laura gave you off the top there, and then some spooky movies that you can watch with your your kids. And uh, hopefully, your trick or treating plans go well. That was actually something I, else I wanted to talk to, but we will be doing trick or treating with William very shortly. One thing I will recommend parents do is look into Teal Pumpkins. We're going to do one of our small pumpkins. I'm going to paint teal again this year and pick up something that is appropriate for teal pumpkin. But basically, if you put out a teal pumpkin, uh, it means you have something other than candy to give out to kids as well. Who can't uh, have candy. Who can't have candy for allergen concerns, sensory concerns, 
et cetera, et cetera. We actually, um, we didn't do last year because of being in the hospital, but the year before that, we gave out glow sticks. That's right. Uh, they're exceptionally cheap. Kids love glow sticks. I love glow sticks. Who doesn't love a good glow stick? Put it to a pumpkin. Parents know they can take their kid there for something that isn't candy. And honestly, everyone wins. It's true. And you can even buy just teal pumpkins now. You don't have to paint your own. I like doing crafts. I was going to paint my own. I'm going to carve it, paint it. It's going to be great. Fantastic. Well, again, thank you for being on here, for filling in with Chris being off in Mexico. Never ask me another favor again. Okay. I'm going to go, and I'm going to go cry in bed. So on that note, that's going to do it for this week's episode of Part-Time Nerds, Full-Time Dads. You can follow along with our adventures in parenting at parttimenerdsfulltimedads.com, as well as on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, CastBox, iHeartRadio, and your favorite podcast listening service. If you want to get a hold of us or let us know any helpful tips, or tell me how many times I said Spookometer in this episode, you can send us an email to the dads at parttimenerdsfulltimedads.com, or reach us on our Twitter or Facebook accounts at ptnerdsftdads. We'll be back next week with more nerdy dad advice from people who are most certainly not qualified to give any whatsoever. Until next time, I am Mike. And I'm not Chris Blonsky. And we'll talk to you again soon. I mean, I won't. I'm not going to be here. No, you're gone. You're fired. I did a great job. You You can't fire me. I quit. Get out either way. Okay, bye.